Hola, amigas. It's Adrienne. Hola, it's Annette. She's back. Hey, guys. I missed you. I really wish I was on the last episode, but, you know, girl's got to do what she's got to do. Yeah, she's, she had work, school work to do. How was that? Oh, pretty, pretty, uh boring but you know i'm finally i'm finally wrapping it up um finals are next week and i'm doing it all for a purpose so that's what i'm keeping in mind yeah i'm just glad i'm not in college like having to do assignments i'm definitely like still in a studying learning always learning phase and like mood but like i'm testing myself you know i'm not true you don't have to you know answer the answer it right you don't have the pressure i guess i mean you still have pressure but it's not the same kind of pressure of like you're paying the tuition you're paying yeah. you're going to the classes and stuff right. you're at but your i do pace. this for my clients i do this for other people to like create resources that are helpful for them so mm-hmm. but yeah last last episode it was just me i talked about diet culture and I did a poll on my Instagram and I asked people what they wanted us to talk about. And it, it was kind of 50-50 between uh, diet culture and cycle syncing. And so I, I figured it would be better to talk about diet culture first and then this week be able to talk about cycle syncing. So that way we can transition to a place where like, okay, we know that diets don't work, ca- like restricting our calories, like all these things aren't going to work. It really has to be about changing your behaviors so what do we do from there and I think this is a good transition to figuring out what that is and today we're going to be talking about cycle syncing so I really just wanted to spend this episode talking about like just introducing the concept and kind of like where where to start with your journey what it is um what it means to live cyclically with your 28 by 28 day biological clock versus conforming to men's hormonal cycle which is on a 24-hour biological clock and kind of just like explaining the difference between that and what got us here in the first place so that way we can figure out like how do we move to a place where we're living in accordance to our cycle not men's cycles Um, and then we'll like break down the four phases of the cycle and what to prioritize with nutrition exercise self-care and lifestyle but really this is is an opportunity to just teach people so anybody that's listening i want you to leave this podcast episode hopefully learning something new about cycle syncing about your body as women um and please reach out please share this episode i know that this is like still a really new concept for a lot of women i feel Mm -hmm. like i didn't learn about it until like less than a year ago like barely just started to really dig into it um and I couldn't see myself doing anything differently, like doing anything different. Yeah, definitely. I've um, noticed too that like since I've started cycle syncing and since you've brought it into our lives, it's just helped me to be overall more mindful of how my body is feeling, not necessarily just listening to um, diet culture, listening to what, you know, they think I need, but actually knowing what I need. Like I never knew what I needed before, but now I'm like, I feel so empowered and like just knowing that like, oh, I have uh, uh, four phases and those phases are each you know, unique. And so I need yeah, to you be don't paying attention need the same to when thing every them. single day, you need something different every single day. Yeah. Or, so, you know, throughout the phases, each day does look different. 
I also wanted to mention if you go to my website, healthcoachadrian.com, you'll be able to download this 20 over 20 page guide that I created to go along with this podcast or I mean everything that I'm doing kind of like goes along with each other but the guide is super helpful it breaks down the cycle it breaks down the four phases all the nutrition information is on there uh like like what specific foods to have and, and things like that and I also try to incorporate like some activities in there that you can use to apply what you're learning because I don't think it's enough for us to like have this knowledge we need to figure out how do we apply it to our unique lives that's what coaching is for but like if if you I think that this is a good place to start if you want to start implementing some of these things into your life so go to the website download it there or just dm me on instagram and if you have questions too about coaching send me a message on instagram send me a message on my website just reach out um there's all the information will be in the show notes for you to reach out because I do have open spots for six month and one year coaching opportunities. So I want to work with people who are new to cycle syncing or like maybe have some concerns with their reproductive health or like are just not maybe getting to where they want to be with their results, their progress, because they're living out of sync with their cycle. So reach out if you have questions, if you're interested, or if there's just like a few things that you want to, you know, ask questions about with your routine that you might just need some guidance on, just just reach out. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is um a not necessarily like a total com- like transformation and lifestyle change i think that a lot of these things are things we're already pretty much used to doing it's just like when do we need them it's basically timing that we need to be focusing and and tying it in with as well as the knowledge i mean the the nutrition knowledge that we're maybe not very informed on like you are so i think that yeah starting is just like it's gonna snowball it's gonna all connect when you pick up you know you start where you need to Mm Hmm. And I, I feel like it also becomes like more natural. The more that you do this, the more that you're being mindful and just paying attention, everything just becomes a little bit more natural and it just builds. The more that you're able to support one phase of your cycle, the better you're able to support the next and then the whole cycle in general. So exactly, I think if you're nervous about it, if you have, if you feel like there's, there's so much information and you don't know where to start, don't worry, I got you. Like, mm-hmm. so, so let's get into it. Um, before we talk about what cycle syncing is and everything I just want to like put out some statistics I did this for the last episode and I think it helps to like just figure out like where we are as a society and why this is an important topic so I'll read the first one if you want to just read the next one but so about 75 percent of autoimmune diseases occur in women so that's things like thyroid disease fibromyalgia lupus multiple sclerosis rheumatoid arthritis these are conditions that the body is literally attacking itself so 75 percent of women have this and so obviously there's a disparity between men and women and something like there's something going on there that is the reason why women have more are more likely to have these diseases yeah wow and that's like such a high number that i never thought of like three quarters exactly that's a lot wow so um Another one, uh, PCOS is associated with increased risk of developing autoimmune diseases such as Hashimoto, uh, Hashimoto's thyroid, <laughs> Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and T1 diabetes. Which I know actually multiple women, like young women, 
with PCOS and I just like mm-hmm. it's not something I would have thought to be like a condition that these young women have to live with so I yeah. was interested in this figure yeah I think it is kind of prevalent in younger women because more and more younger women have been like starting birth control at a young age I, and that really messes with your hormones so I'm gonna I'll talk about that at the end we'll talk about hormonal birth control um, so if you are on birth control right now definitely stay tuned until the end so that way you can hear what that conversation is like but yeah a lot of people have PCOS a lot of the clients that I've worked with have had that and that affects like your risk of also getting type 1 diabetes and that makes it even harder for you to live a healthy lifestyle when you're constantly having to struggle to balance your blood sugar like it's just a ripple effect and it really all starts with like your your cycle and the hormones that are either imbalanced or not like that's kind of what it comes down to so 70 to 80 percent of women will suffer from endometriosis during their reproductive years if you don't know what endometriosis is it's basically where the tissue that is inside of your uterus that's your endometrium that tissue starts growing outside of your uterus and sometimes it can attach to other organs like your bladder or your intestines and you can imagine that's pretty painful right Right. yeah and i've just only heard horror stories and i've i've never gone in depth on the medical you know uh the process of what people with endometriosis have but wow yeah that sounds terrible yep so 70 to 80 percent of women will suffer from it like that's huge we'll talk about it too like as we keep going so i highly just encourage you to listen to the entire episode this is going to be a really good episode but i think be with with endometriosis or any of these diseases like i think we're kind of like as women almost expected to have these conditions like right nobody's really trying to prevent them we're just kind of like told like this is something you have to deal with and that's not how it should be so we'll go more into like detail on that stuff um but you want to read the next one yeah that's so true um another one is that one in eight women experience depression in their lifetime which is double the rate of men and this also shocked me i really figured that it would just be like 50 50 because of so many different factors and variables you know that can contribute but no on top of all of those factors there's our cycles and there's that fact that society is not running on every er, we are running actually on the man's rhythm of the circadian rhythm 24 24 hour rhythm and reset every day and that's not for optimizing our health it's for optimizing basically a man's health and so right so yeah so so men their hormones they are in sync or in rhythm with the circadian rhythm which is basically the sun so when the sun rises their hormones like testosterone are highest and then it starts to come down as the day goes on and then the next day they just have another increase in that hormone it just repeats every single day and that's not how women are and that we have a 28 day biological clock that's our infradian rhythm so there's the circadian that's what men's hormones run with and women have a biological clock it's our second biological clock the infradian rhythm so very different something i feel like a lot of people don't know they think like oh my days are just every day supposed to look the same they're not like right and i think that in a way that if we've been you know living with the 
the circadian rhythm, I think in a way it sets us back from where we want to be. We have these goals and we may wonder why are we not reaching them or why are we, you know, not getting there as fast as we want to. And it's not necessarily that you need to be there at a certain time. You know, you go at your own pace, but I'm saying that it's just like it setting us back and it's kind of putting us putting us at a disadvantage really because we could yeah be it is more, more yeah for ourselves and if we learn to live with our 28 day biological clock we're not at a disadvantage we're at an advantage like we're living cyclically how we're supposed to so that's why i say like it just becomes more natural because this is what we're supposed to be doing so one last um like statistic here and i feel like a lot of people can resonate with this one is that 10 percent of women experience period pain so intense that they can't perform everyday routines I remember when I was in high school, like I wouldn't go to school some days because that my period was so bad or mm-hmm. like I just I was bleeding so much that like yeah. I couldn't go and like Same. playing sports was hard, like cheering was hard, you know, and tumbling, you know, and you're just so supposed to go out there and like act like you're 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 fine. You're not right. in pain. You know? It was just something so normal that like even if we had talked about it with women around us, women around us would say that's just normal. That is yeah. just like. Yeah, just, you know, we we have a few remedies, you know, you can wear a hot compress, mm-hmm. but that's the that's the Band-Aid. And then yep. what do you do? What do you do exactly. after that? Yeah, that's it's what just we're here to talk about. Yeah. So, I mean, those are just some of the statistics in the cycle syncing guide that I have. There's so many others just to kind of like help illustrate why this is so important, how like impactful this is. So now I just kind of want to talk about like, what is cycle syncing? Like I kind of don't necessarily throw that word around or throw that phrase around, but like, let's really define like what it is. And it's basically just working with your body's natural rhythm and processes to optimize your health. So your cycle can really help you to help to guide like your performance pattern more efficiently when it comes to things like fitness, productivity, communication, self-care. So it's not just about like exercise and nutrition, like communication and being social and like how you manage your self-care and stress management like that's all that also plays a part here i think it's also a really like collaborative grounding anxiety reducing and like embracing of our feminine energy that like we've been conditioned to suppress or to hide like Mm -hmm. we're we like i don't really know a lot of women who feel like empowered by their period like it's more of like i got my period like that sucks like it sucks being a woman like that's right. kind of like the narrative around your cycle and being a woman like it's something that we have to suffer with and it's like and especially you know like hide and be like kind of like yeah. taboo about and it's just the times should change yeah times are changing people so that's why i feel like men if you're listening to this like you should be if you know like women we should be talking to men about this too because i think everyone needs to be have an understanding of of this and like be open to understanding it so and maybe it's good to th- to also talk about like why we haven't even been taught this in the first place because i feel like people are like maybe this is just another fad you know yeah. like I, why haven't i heard about this before yeah and there's a lot of reasons. Women only account for 39% of participants in exercise research. So a lot of the guidance that we're following on exercise protocols or nutrition protocols and these diets and things like that, they're based on men. And, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, we just talked about, we have different rhythms. That's going to lead to different results. So that's why maybe men are able to see more progress or see more success because these things are tailored to them. 
and if we are included in those research or, or studying in those research uh, uh, studies, we're only studying for part of our cycle. So like obviously things change and mm-hmm. we have different like we can leverage our energy differently at different phases or in different phases. So that's not also going to paint the full picture either. Um, And I think like girls are also taught from a young age that their bodies are projects that need work. And boys are taught from a young age to view their bodies as tools to master the environment. Mm -hmm. You know, like the messaging is very different. Yeah. And I think it begins like at such a young age, even like with just like, body images that society puts out there like i'm thinking about the young girls that like i work with these days and how they are trying to portray an image of like looks and just um just making it an aesthetic like always thinking of it of your body as an aesthetic and something to make for an appearance and not something you know more than that more Mm -hmm. than that and connected with your yourself and your your mind Yeah, I think that, like, it really does, like you said, start from a young age. So if you have young kids, like, really think about the messaging that you're giving them or if you're around young kids, like, if you're a teacher or whatever it is, really think about, like, setting a good example for them by cycle syncing and being empowered by your cycle. Um, Another thing, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like women are conditioned to believe that, like, pain and problems are just, like, part of the package of being a woman and having a cycle And I think that stops us from looking for solutions. If we're told that like your cramps are just part of the problem, you know, cramps are going to happen, bloating is going to happen like this. It just sucks. Like you just kind of had to deal with it. We're not going to try to find ways of of fixing it or trying to make ourselves feel better. We're just going to deal with it. And I feel like that's why we're prescribed hormonal birth control or all these things to try to put a bandaid on these symptoms versus going to the root problem and that's always what it is like you have these are all just band-aid solutions especially hormonal birth control yeah I, and i thinking about it like in high school a lot of girls were like it was kind of normal for girls to be on birth control but for so many different reasons mm-hmm. and i was always confused in when i was in high school because i saw birth control as just like a birth contraceptive and a and used for you know safe sex but then i learned uh that my friends were using it for their acne or for their uh weight because some of right. them are, were for their you know hormones in general like their emotions and and their imbalances and their mental health and i was just thinking like that's literally it's literally called birth control like it's for like so like it's for preventing pregnancy and so i was always confused about what else people were using it for and and how it was affecting them and and if they were really using it for the right yeah. reasons or using it with the right intentions and how it would affect them later yeah there's a lot of like reasons for taking birth control like i started taking birth control when i was 15 and i had bad hormonal acne and it's what my mom did when she was at that stage in her life too and started getting bad hormonal acne. So I feel like it's just something that like Western medicine and like the medical industry just like shoves in our face first as the solution. And like at such a young age, like that just baffles me. Like looking back at it, I'm just like, why did like that wasn't the solution? Yeah. You know, shouldn't have been like one of the first things to come to mind. Right. Like it right. shouldn't be one of the 
first options, but no, it's one of our first resorts. Right. And so, yeah, like I started taking birth control when I was 15 because of that. And then in college, I switched over to taking the shot, which you get like every three months. And it's basically like a really high dose of, um, or I guess it's a smaller dose of like what's in the arm implant. And I didn't want to get the arm implant. Like there was just a lot of different options and I was trying to figure out what would be best for me. The shot, I absolutely hated. Like I think it really, really messed with my emotions and my mood and my mental health. And that was obvious. That was in college and like before I even considered meditation ever even did yoga like did all these self-care practices so you Mm -hmm. can only imagine like how different like I was yeah and how like that must have just been building up and storing in your body like Mm -hmm. because that's what happens like your stress and your um emotions that you don't know how to let out they build up and Mm -hmm. it just causes a, a number of problems with your health yeah so I didn't like that. And then I went back on to just taking the pill. And then in July of 2021, I was just like, why am I taking this? Like, this can't be good for me. Like, that's really what I what it came down to. I was like, this cannot be good. Like before it was before I even really knew about cycle syncing or like really was going into all of this. But I knew that like this wasn't for me. And I was like, I'm just going to try to go the natural way. And so I started using natural cycles And I've been using that for like the past year and a half now Mm -hmm. to help me track my like what phase I'm in, like track my cycle in general and also like predict fertility. And it's super effective and it doesn't mess with my hormones. It's non-hormonal form of birth control that's actually approved by the FDA. Mm -hmm. So if you want to sign up for that, like just reach out to me because I can actually get you 20% off their annual membership. And so it's it's really helpful, just super easy. I highly recommend it. And I feel like now, like I see so many pros to cycle syncing, you know, compared to taking hormonal birth control, mm-hmm. like just the flexibility too that I have with, with everything, especially exercise, because that is like such an important thing in my life. And I don't feel burnt out. I incorporate yoga and co- incorporate strength training, endurance, like, you know, even trying, you know, more intense things like CrossFit when I'm capable and, or I'm always capable. Let me, right. let me take that back. Let's I am always capable. <laughs> However, is it optimizing? Is it optimal? Mm-hmm. Probably not all the time. Or is it damaging? Cause right, it can't even be right, damaging exactly. if you're pushing yourself over your capacity, over your limits. And we talked about on other, on, um, the other episode too, together, our capacity, knowing what that is. Right. And you know, treating it carefully. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I just get less burnt out because I'm able to like flow with my cycle and, and what is more appropriate for each phase versus mm-hmm. always trying to go out all the time and never really prioritizing like those times of rest and restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think managing stress has been a super key important thing for me with cycle syncing, um, not necessarily for cycle syncing, but just in general, like especially when I'm in my luteal and menstrual phase when I need more of that and I'm really leaning into it I feel so good about it and I feel good about taking a step back from doing more intense things because I know that it's better for me and I feel a lot better because of it so I think that's another really like important piece and that I that I enjoy and another reason why like cycle syncing is really important to me personally is because I last year when I went to have my annual exam at the gynecologist she found like a like fibrous tissue in my breast basically and 
nothing to be scared of. Like, obviously, when they tell you that, like, it's kind of scary. But my mom's had them. She's had them removed, had them biopsied. Like, it's nothing, something that a lot of women have. Like, I mean, I just, like, we just mentioned, like, all those statistics, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, not that I'm a statistic, but it's a very common thing. Yeah. And I think it's just something that cycle syncing helps me to monitor and make sure that like this is, doesn't grow into something that it needs more intervention and I can like keep it under control so so yeah like I think whether whether you're cycle syncing because you have conditions like you have fibrous tissue or you have you know under other conditions like PCOS or endometriosis or just like symptoms like cramps and bloating or you just want to try this so you can optimize your health like whatever it is there's nothing but benefits that you can get from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that part you mentioned about like stress management being um, really big because it's part of your overall happiness and your overall health. Like we need to be paying more attention to our stress levels and, and how we're treating ourselves when we're experiencing those. Um, what else was I going to say? And then also I feel like beginning with that or or focusing a lot on that part the so self-care and um re, what is it the rest and digest mm-hmm. phases and and you know your recovery has a lot to do with your performance and that's like something we've a already lot. talked about a lot yeah recovery has emphasis a lot to do with your with your performance because i've noticed that when i wouldn't give myself rest when i was just trying to follow the the rhythm that i was used to every single day, pushing it, pushing it, and pushing it. I noticed myself burning out, like you said, and and depleting really, and not really growing anymore. Kind of just staying uh, stagnant, like plateauing. That's what happens yeah, to a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. And so now, though, wow, I really do see see the difference now because one, I have more energy Girl, I see to the do. Difference. I see you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, I I just feel more more energetic to even be be taking these actions like taking the action is something that's been on my mind it's probably been on your mind to take the action but then starting and then treating yourself right and like taking care of yourself to promote the best performance is the best thing you can do for yourself and that's what we're talking about here but like I just I can't couldn't be where I am right now without paying all this attention to myself and really knowing how to get there because like we 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 think we know how to get there when we look up a diet when we look up a a workout challenge we think we know how we're gonna get there but is it sustainable right this I can see myself continuing these practices and continuing this exploration and this journey forever I will not stop because this is just it's it's basically a form of self-love doing this so i can really say that it's changed my life for sure like not even being dramatic it's changed my life for sure yeah um so right now i'm in my luteal phase and i've noticed um i've like been in this like energy that i'm kind of finalizing my my task I'm, i'm really wrapping things up as you know as i should be because i've been treating myself um, accordingly to my phases and I've been eating properly and resting properly for my phases so um, that I've noticed in this phase 
And I've also noticed that in general with cycle syncing, my habits have changed for the better. And that's what I was talking about earlier with like continuing these on, on until well forever. Uh, and I think that just starting it with my sister, starting taking the first steps caused a snowball kind of and a chain reaction to making better decisions in other aspects of my life so right I just think that doing this brings in the mind and it brings in deeper parts of yourself that you weren't probably looking at so exactly no I'm glad that you brought that up because I feel like as a health coach or somebody like in the health and wellness like uh, like industry people think that it's just about exercise and nutrition and like that's that's all that you need to really change or that's all that we really focus on no no like I focus on your lifestyle your behaviors because your, that's what it is your, your, just, the way that you talk to yourself yeah you know, like yeah that's your like negative self your, are incorporated right. very they're very like entwined in this you know health journey and your health mm-hmm. journey in general so yeah so if yeah. you think that like coaching is just you know nutrition and exercise like no we (laughs) get deep we change lives boy are you wrong (laughs) (laughs) but yeah well that's that's a little bit about what cycle syncing is kind of like our experience with getting started with it and what we've noticed have been really helpful for us so now let's get into the four phases of your menstrual cycle and what to do what to focus on what to prioritize with nutrition exercise self-care and just like lifestyle in general so the first phase that we're going to start out talking about is the follicular phase so this is immediately after you stop bleeding and a lot of people think that your cycle starts on the first day that you start your period and I don't think that's really fully true because I like to think of the follicular phase as like your inner spring so this is like a time where things are starting to like just have new beginnings or setting new intentions so that's why I feel like it's it's the start so this is usually seven to ten days everyone's cycle is going to be different but usually seven to ten days as far as nutrition your metabolism is going to be a little bit slower during this time so you might have less of an appetite and the thing to focus on here is helping your body to produce enough estrogen So estrogen is starting to rise and what you need to create that is fat. So focus on things like lean proteins like salmon or sprouted beans, tofu, tempeh, and then other fat sources that have a lot of nutritional value like seeds. So pumpkin seeds or flax seeds. So the point of those is to help you to have enough estrogen. However, people tend to have a lot of symptoms because they have too much estrogen. So we want to find that balance. And the way that you do that is by getting fiber. Fiber is going to come from things that are raw typically. So, or usually just like fruits and vegetables. And if you have like the skin on them still, or they have like some of that like fibery um, stuff, like when you peel an orange, you know, there's still like some of that white stuff on it. uh, I believe they call it the meat of the like orange. Yeah. That's going to have a lot more fiber. So your body can't digest it. So it helps to like literally push things out and just make your bowel movements easier and what happens is that extra extra hormones extra estrogen is going to circulate into our intestines and if we don't have enough fiber to get it out it's just going to keep circulating and so that leads to estrogen dominance where a lot of those symptoms like cramps bloating even like the depression and anxiety that all stems from estrogen dominance too much estrogen so if you feel like those are some of your symptoms really focus in your in your follicular phase on 
raw fruits, raw veggies to help with getting more fiber. Um, and then with exercise, like I said, this is like your inner spring. It's all about new beginnings. So think about like new workouts that you want to do or trying something new. Um, like if you were thinking about trying CrossFit, like that'd be a perfect time for you to do that. Or like just getting back into the groove of things. So getting back into your workout routine, going back into the gym. Um, and you can start like increasing your intensity and doing maybe more higher impact workouts during this time. Uh, and then with self-care, our cortisol, which is our stress hormone, cortisol is a really big hormone that I focus on. And cortisol is helpful when we have like small stress but when we're always under constant stress because of work because of family because of just life we're in this chronic but uh, chronic stressed place so we don't want to add more stress so but during your follicular phase your your cortisol levels are naturally just a little bit lower and so your body's more able to tolerate adding on more stress with exercise and things like that so as far as self-care maybe movement just like being social or like doing some of your hobbies, like do things that you enjoy, whatever self-care means to you. Um, and then as far as lifestyle, this is, again, fresh start, setting intentions, trying new things. That's why I said like, maybe you've never tried CrossFit, do that. Or you've never gone to a yoga class, do that. Experiment, like be more social, join a class. Like that is the perfect time for doing all those things. And with estrogen rising, that's going to improve your ability to problem solve, to strategize, to plan. You might have more sparks of creativity. You might have energy to focus on new projects. So I think the theme here is just like new, fresh, and like just energy. Follicular phase always feels like a good time for me um, because, so because of that like idea of like it's new intentions, fresh start. So like I'll I'll really like journal a lot during this time and figure out like what I want to focus on um you know for the next month or so and like kind of create more of a plan especially taking into consideration what the next like you know the upcoming phases are and, and what I want to focus on there too so that's a good time for all that so for backtracking though when your follicular phase starts I know you mentioned that it starts um at the end of your menstrual phase so like does it start the day that you end your phase or would it start um like the next day since that is this still considered like the day you are on your menstrual cycle like does it start right after so if you're bleeding you're in your menstrual phase uh -huh. once you stop bleeding you're in your follicular period so yeah. period literally <laughs> um yeah i don't know spotting can be like a challenging thing especially if you're working on balancing your hormones and getting mm -hmm. a healthy cycle back it can be hard to like know exactly when you're starting it doesn't have to be perfect just anything flows yeah it's close enough right close <laughs> enough <laughs> all right <laughs> wait wait let me do that again all right ladies now i'm gonna hold your hand while we talk through the ovulatory phase i'm gonna hold your hand the whole time don't worry baby i'll walk you through it <laughs> so ovulatory phase we i feel like we usually think about like conception and pregnancy and getting pregnant and that's really what what it is our body is mm -hmm. always trying to do that like at the mm -hmm. when you think about the foundation that's what our body is trying to do right it's but constantly working for that i i want to talk about ovulation in the terms of like nutrition exercise all that so 
during your ovulatory phase, your metabolism is, is still going to be slow. So you're, you're going to have maybe less of an appetite compared to the other phases. And then your body's going to actually be able to use more of your stored fat for energy a lot easier. So that's good if you're trying to lose weight. And I think a good time to really push yourself with more intense exercise, more maybe long distance training, cardio, high intensity stuff, because you have more energy and stamina to like exercise more frequently, harder and longer. So maybe this is a good time for you to PR and max out. Okay. Um, and then this is now think of this as like your inner summer. So you might be more social. You might be more extroverted or communicative. And because of like the surging estrogen at this time, you have more communication going on between your brain. You have more synaptic connections, Mm -hmm. which can boost your mental sharpness and creativity. So Mm. if you have like an interview or something where like you kind of need to like put yourself out there, like record a podcast episode or something like that, like that would be a good time for you to do that or take pictures, things like that where Mm, where you're naturally more in that space energy right Mm -hmm. and and more high and and um positive energy as well right yeah and then with nutrition like think of it like think of foods that you would eat during your summer fresh cooler lighter more nourishing foods like fruits vegetables uh salads smoothies and then we still want to make sure that we're getting enough fiber from things like cruciferous vegetables which are like the um like cauliflower broccoli brussels sprouts things like that i feel like cruciferous i always think of like crunchy kind of like vegetables mm, okay um, that's an easy way to remember mm-hmm. that okay. so make sure you're getting lots of fibers so that way you're not getting too much estrogen during this time so good idea makes yeah. sense yeah during the ovulatory phase i'm hitting the gym i'm mm-hmm. using that mm-hmm. energy for myself not no man hell no yeah that's me time <laughs> what <laughs> yeah that's funny i uh i like to do yeah definitely more like hard stuff i like to that's the time I actually like Hard to do. Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, no, I forgot what I was <laughs> Sorry. Just kidding. I had nothing to say. Thank you for saving me. No, you're good. Um, yeah, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. I feel like that's not not necessarily the easy one, but a lot of us are already like doing the things. Mm-hmm. The hard part or the part that we need to start doing more of is the less like pulling away when we need to doing more the of the restricting ourselves a little We're bit restricting more. we don't use that no word. no no well no yeah i meant just like putting the brakes on a little bit mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. is that how we want to say it yeah how do we want to say it like, you want to ease off yeah you want to ease, ease back Relax. you want to lean into other things okay that's a good way mm-hmm. to say it yes oh, one more thing actually that i want to say about the ovulatory phase is that i think that there's like this idea that like women can get pregnant anytime and that's not true women that egg is only viable after you ovulate your that egg is only viable for two days mm. mm-hmm. and like when most of us probably thought like yeah you could get pregnant any day no two to three days is it well sperm can live up to five days so okay. there's okay okay i see what you're saying right here yeah so, I mean, like, you, there's more of a window. I think the max is, like, seven possible days because of the viability and, and when you could have had sex. But, at, I mean, why are we giving women birth control when we can only get pregnant seven days out of the week, out of the month, yet men can impregnate 
any day like that makes no sense to me there was actually a a study i think it was in 2016 where they gave men hormonal birth control just like the pill just like women take but the men they they stopped the study they paused they didn't even pause it they ended it they they cut it no you want to know why no because the men had symptoms they didn't like the anxiety they didn't like the mood changes so they just stopped Mm, so i didn't make them feel like they used to what yep so you're telling me that because it changed so many aspects of their bodies and life they just stopped doing it for them wow mm-hmm. yeah so, so all the hormonal enough, <laughs> all the contraceptive responsibility is on women apparently yeah let's just pl- let's just lay it out right now this is sarcasm because what the hell is that about like how is it and I, I I always use this analogy, and it's like, why do we, like, wear a bulletproof vest when we can maybe just, like, take the bullet out of the gun? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we shielding and, and having to take on so much unnecessary bullshit when it can just be actually a lot probably simpler and easier i believe it could be a lot simpler and easier if we can maybe focus that responsibility more on the men i don't know is that crazy yeah no i've literally had this conversation with men before i asked one of my friends one time first of all all men should get vasectomies it's it's that simple it's just an it's a i mean i know it's really not that simple i've had an argument too there are reasons it's a procedure but, but men, guys, like i don't think men have realized no iud's no. hormonal birth control like right. the pill getting implants getting shots getting your tubes tied like all this shit that we have to do and and not to mention carry the fucking child like carry a child full term when we have to like that is mm-hmm. all our responsibility which puts a burden on all aspects like our physical and mental health. Yeah, so pick up the slack, man, honestly. <laughs> all right, so now we're going to talk about the luteal phase. This is the next phase after the ovulatory. This is the longest. This is about 10 to 14 days, so about two weeks. Think of this now as like your inner fall. So for nutrition, start shifting to like warmer foods. You can think about with all these like seasons with the phases what kind of foods you would eat during those seasons. You know, during the summer, you're having those fresher foods. During the luteal or the menstrual phase, those are maybe more warm foods because your body temperature actually changes. That's why natural cycles is so effective because it's measuring your body temperature, which corresponds with the phases. But as far as nutrition, specific things to focus on are incorporating complex carbs like rice and sweet potatoes that take a longer take a little bit more time to digest and have a lot more micronutrients in them because you're you you also want to make sure that you're getting foods that are high in in zinc magnesium vitamin c b6 so those are foods like salmon nuts oysters and leafy greens your metabolism during this time is also going to start to increase so this is where you might notice that like you have more of an appetite so just pay attention to that and just make sure that you plan for regular balanced meals to support your blood sugar and then I think I never really focus on really I never focus on restricting or cutting things out but I really think it's important to try your best to avoid certain things during this time 
because now our cortisol levels are higher. So again, that's our stress hormone. So we don't want to add more stress to the body. So avoiding things like dairy, sugar, caffeine, and fried foods is going to help to not add more stress. All those things are very stressful on the body. I mean, we know that. So, you know, with caffeine, for example, like I'm not saying you have to cut it out, but maybe just be more mindful about what you're using for caffeine. You know, are you doing espresso or are you doing green tea? You know, and maybe not having any kind of caffeine after three o'clock because then that's going to mess with your sleep. And if you're not getting good quality sleep, you're not recovering. So those are just some things to try to avoid. And I think just by doing that, you really help to alleviate a lot of those symptoms and things that you're struggling with. And then with exercise, you know, tying it back to your cortisol levels and how they're a little bit higher during this time, you maybe want to start slowing down a little bit and focusing on lower volume activities, things like yoga or Pilates and maybe doing mobility exercises. You know, it's not always about going all out, maxing out, like really putting our bodies through wear and tear. Mobility is super important. Stability is important too. So that way you can max out, you know, and, and do all that safely. So take maybe that time to do some of that stuff or doing moderate cardio, like walking, chill hikes, swimming, maybe more just like fun stuff. You know, it doesn't have to be like strict exercise. And then for self-care, like I think this is really a good time for you to to think about like what do you have going on in your day to day because we have very stressful lives especially if you are maybe you know a mom you are working full time you have a lot of other responsibilities outside of just you know work and and home so you know think about what what kind of demands are on your time you know what kind of things do you have going on and if that feels like it's out of sync with your with the phase of your cycle with your luteal then maybe prioritize more than one form of self-care. You know, maybe it's more than just meditation, you know, things like warm baths or compresses, sleep, you know, getting more quality sleep or taking naps, reading, doing breath work, meditation, like really kind of take it to the next step with self-care during this time to really help with managing that cortisol. As far as lifestyle, this is where your energy maybe starts to turn inward a little bit. So you have maybe like more of a desire to get things done, like finishing projects or tying up loose ends. So Annette mentioned she was on her in her luteal phase and like getting schoolwork done, you know, like she's able to get more into a flow state, getting to like be able to focus more because our brain prioritizes detail driven responsibilities. So you know, think about what projects you have going on and maybe that could be a good time to plan to like hash some of that like detailed focus stuff out. So lastly, the one that I feel like we're all very familiar is our menstrual phase. So this depends for everybody, but usually about three to seven days. This is like our inner winter. So maybe we feel more isolated, more, you know, wanting to kind of go inward a little bit more, just like we would during the winter time. And with nutrition, you know, having warmer healthy comfort foods like soups is great our metabolism is still faster during this time i think we're all pretty familiar with that like we feel like you know we could eat anything and we're we're always really hungry so that's natural so just make sure you have regular balanced meals so that we you're setting yourself up for success versus like keeping your body starved and like restricted and depleted So red meats are great or any other forms of iron like beans, kidney beans and stuff like that because you're obviously losing iron in the blood. Seafood and peanut butter are really helpful too for remineralizing the body with zinc that you're also losing. 
And again, something to avoid or some things to try to avoid are alcohol, caffeine, fried foods, added sugar, things that are just going to add more stress. So not saying that you can't do any of these things, but really just be more mindful about them. Like that's really what, you know, going back to last week's conversation about diet culture, it's about being intentional and making a choice about what you want to do because of how you want to feel. Um, with exercise, cortisol is still going to be high during this time. I feel like it's, it's, we feel more stressed naturally. Our body physically is more, nat- is, is more, more stressed too. So it's not the most ideal time for you to push yourself and you absolutely can like we talked about it earlier like I'm capable of doing anything that I want to you know set my mind to at any any phase of my cycle but it's not the most ideal time and I'm not going to recover as well and that's really what my goal is is to focus on recovery focus on man focus on managing my stress and and like optimizing my performance and my productivity and all these things so I want to do things that align with that so this I honestly usually don't go to the gym when I'm on my period like I totally can again and I I just it's easier for me to like have a balance of everything sometimes I I will go but like I don't put that pressure on myself like I'm doing just more restorative things at home like yoga going on longer longer walks with my dog you know and just like doing things that you know maybe are just like more by myself because this is more of like that inner winter but give yourself grace, like take it easy. Like I said earlier, this is probably the hard part for people is, is like stepping off the gas a little bit. But the more rest that you allow your body to get, the better it's going to be able to respond in those other phases when you can leverage that energy that you have because you're not adding more systemic stress right now. So don't feel guilty about not going to the gym. Don't feel guilty about not pushing yourself as hard. Maybe just start there. Like still go if you feel like you need to, but you know, maybe not progressive overload or maybe just kind of like get focus on mobility, you know, versus strength. There's, there's different things that you can do. Self-care, like going back to cortisol being high, doing things that are going to help with just keeping you in a calm place, keeping you in that rest and digest. So warm baths or compresses, sleeps naps reading like i said uh breath work meditation journaling and doing like shadow work a lot of things that are just going to help with with kind of like going inward a little bit because this is really you know thinking about lifestyle this is an empowering time for reflection and looking inward like people the stigma is that like when we're on our period we're more moody we're more emotional like it's not us and really like that is us like that's when we should be listening to our intuition and course correcting if we need to. Um, I didn't even mention it earlier, but all this, like a lot of this information that I'm like, that I'm giving comes from the book In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. It is amazing. Like one of my favorite books because it is like the holy grail of all this information about cycle syncing. And she talks about like relationships and, you know, maybe during that time, like you might feel like this isn't the relationship for me or like something tells you you know, whatever, whatever the situation is, like something is telling you deep down inside. And that's really the time that we need to listen. And when we're in our ovulatory or in our follicular phase, because of all the hormones, we might like push some of that down and not listen to it because some of those other hormones are like taking over. But now that all of our hormone levels are low during our menstrual phase, our brain's able to kind of like think a little bit clearly. And it's a great time for evaluation analysis and those are really like dominant desires during those times so 
again, look inward, listen to your intuition and like really figure out what it is that you truly want for yourself and take action, you know, once, once you've decided that. Um, so hopefully you guys learned a lot from this episode. Please go to my website, healthcoachadrian.com to download the guide that goes along with this. I posted the other day on my story two pages from the guide and I had so many people DMing me and thanking me and like saying how giving it was for me to like post this and I'm like girl this is what I do like this I'm is here just for out you there. this information is out there yeah. and like we just as girls need to help each other you know get with it a little bit and this is that's why we're doing this yeah, yeah. so just go go to the website or or DM me and I can send it to you gotta um, get you girls right yes so because I'm not gatekeeping this is gonna be a hot girl summer hot girl everything all around around. not any hot any girl i see you're a hot girl now okay Mm -hmm. because i'm gonna talk to you about cycle syncing (laughs) and if you see me in the gym you see me at school i'm gonna talk to you about cycle syncing you got a uterus i'm talking to you about cycle syncing you don't have a uterus i'm talking to you about cycle syncing (laughs) exactly but thank you guys for for listening to this please let us know what you think and you know how we can support you or i can support you with coaching i have six month and one year programs for coaching opportunities open um if you are interested reach out let's talk about it if now is not the the, maybe the right time for you let's plan for a time for that um you know just just reach out yeah just be open ask questions and like if you're curious do not hesitate yeah to look further um because you know you're never gonna know if you don't try you're never really gonna know the benefits of what all of this can be for you if you don't take that jump and right now is your opportunity so i highly recommend getting in touch with uh, my sister adrian who is my holy grail freaking health coach and and i wish i had her in my back pocket which i I mean i basically do but yeah she's great so wow that's like the nicest thing you've ever said about me is it one of them right well i'll stop (laughs) okay well anything else in it (laughs) (laughs) nothing here (laughs) (laughs) i think we're good i had a tickle in my throat (laughs) Um, anything else in that i i guess i'd just like to wish everyone um a relaxing graduation week i know some of us have already graduated um or who are about to graduate either you're in college or you're in high school you're finishing up the school year i want you all to know that the letter on your grade does not define who you are and this this semester does not define who you are and this does not mean you will not get the job that you want all of this experience that you've had is teaching you something bigger than you than you know and I feel like um I just want to leave everyone with uh you know everything will be fine because I know you know cortisol can be high cortisol 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 yeah and I didn't have the name for it before before but now I know like when I'm stressed it's my cortisol so with that being so high in a lot of people and a lot of students I just want you guys to know that everything will be fine you guys will be good so yeah lots of love well thanks for that encouragement I feel like I'm ready to graduate it was I was also kind of telling myself so yeah (laughs) Well, thanks for watching, listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, please share. Please let us know what you think. 
and come back next Friday. We'll have another episode. Let us know any ideas that you guys want us to talk about or if you want us to go maybe more in detail about something specific that you heard on today's podcast episode. So have a great rest of y'all's weekend. Thank you guys. Bye.